Hello and welcome to StarkCast. I'm Joe Stark, and tonight I'm talking with John Hawksby. How's it going, man? Good. How are you? I'm great. It is hump day, right? <laughs> it's actually like a first Friday for me, because I don't have to work tomorrow. So. Oh, nice. That's but then I have to work feeling. Friday, and then I kind of work Saturday, but not really. So. <laughs> okay, right on. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've got that regular Monday through Friday schedule, and... Fuck, last week I even went in and worked Saturday, too. That's not fun. I don't miss that at all. <laughs> yeah, it's just been crazy busy at work lately, but um, I dig my job, so it's it's not, it, it didn't feel like a big deal going in and working. I put in like six hours on Saturday, too. So if I work on the weekend, I get to take a day off during the week, and I get to pick what day it is, so I don't mind working a Saturday. Yeah, that'd be kind of a cool deal. Yeah, I have it made for the most part. that sounds awesome um yeah i mean you don't have to get into it too much but like um broad strokes then what what do you do so i'm the uh assistant director of the athletic division which surprised me that's a real job um basically what that comes down to is i regulate and sanction uh pro boxing and pro mma oh dude that sounds awesome so like when i'm working the saturdays uh, I'm at a show, which that's why I don't really call that work because, you know, I'm watching people get beat up and I'm getting paid to be there. So, you know, it doesn't get better than that other than not being able to drink, I guess. But <laughs> yeah, there is that the whole on the clock thing, right? So then Monday through Friday, I'm just doing um, like data entry and medicals and stuff. So I'm happy to get a day off from that. That's awesome. Um, like what would you say is like the most high profile fight that you've got to see? Um, before I moved to Indiana, I was an official, so I could go anywhere to work. Um, I did a pay-per-view in Iowa, um, and then I did two Bellator events. So that would probably be my highest. Here with the commission, um, we do one big show. It's called, uh, Who's Your Fight Club? They're with, uh, Alliance, so it's televised. That's probably my biggest but you know, nothing bigger than that, unfortunately, at this time. But we're trying for it. That sounds really interesting, though. So you were an official at one time? Like, you actually refed fights? Uh, I refed a small handful. Um, that's probably the most, I don't know, hectic thing I've ever done before. Like, it's one thing to, like, be in front of people. But when, you know, you're controlling whether somebody could potentially die, it's... It takes some getting used to. Um, so I was definitely nervous. I did four fights, I think, just as a ref. But then the rest of them, I was a judge. So um, I judged quite a bit. Oh, right on. How does that work? Because, like, you know, I've, I've heard things about fights being scored, but I don't really understand, like, what goes into scoring a fight. Um, it's really complicated. Like, it's funny for people just to slam judges all the time. What they don't know is that judge has taken, well, hopefully that judge has taken a class or several classes, which can take, you know, anywhere from six hours to I think 10 hours and a full test, um, that's been made by other officials. Um, and then, you know, all of your work of staying current and everything like that. So, you know, you should have officials that are keeping busy, keeping up with, rule changes, different things that you would look at for scoring. I mean, it takes a long time to break down, you know, what 
would weigh more for for points, I guess. Um, so you know that'd be like a whole other podcast worth of stuff. But <laughs> um, does like knowing like technique and stuff like that come much into it, or is it you're looking at it from a different angle? See, that's where you can pick a good judge from a bad judge. Um, like a lot of fighters say that they want uh, ex fighters to be judges because they know what to look for. Mm-hmm. So, like, say you know your background's in uh, jujitsu. So if you know that somebody's working on something particular that they haven't quite got there yet, but they're looking for the setup, um, if you don't know that that's going on, it might just look like they're laying there doing nothing. So, Yeah, that was going to be the example I was going to bring up because I remember before I understood much about jiu-jitsu, those were like my least favorite fights to watch when I used to watch like old pride fights and exactly like yeah. ufc fights because it'd be like oh this is so boring but then once i started to understand more about jujitsu then it became really fascinating that, then they're twice as exciting because it's like you know human chess so you're like waiting for something big to happen so yeah exactly yeah human chess is a very good way to put that <laughs> <laughs> have you ever uh, uh tried like taking any classes for it or anything like that um i went to my buddy's gym for like a solid month and I realized that I didn't want to get my ass kicked on a regular basis. That I would ra- <laughs> rather watch people do that. Yeah. So I took the safer route. Uh, I definitely <laughs> like to do it, you know, somewhere down the road. Dude, me and a handful of my friends signed up for a jujitsu course that was taught in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and it was by the dude who trains the Cedar Rapids Police Department and the surrounding uh, oh, police that's awesome. forces. And um. The I think I made it like three or four classes before I got injured so badly that it, like <laughs> I was out of commission for like yeah, that's, a few months. That's but, a big thing with me is I've got really bad <laughs> knees from football. Uh huh. So it would just take one little you know tweak, and I'm not really sure what would happen. So I don't want to push my luck. It, well, the the sensei explained it to me. I think he called it hypermobility, where like like I I'm double jointed like all over the place. Oh, and so, perfect then. well, not really because then like, I, like they would go so far past the threshold to the point where it would make me feel pain to where it was <laughs> by the time I was feeling pain, it was like actually doing damage. Yeah. That's that yeah. happens a lot with fighters. They, you know, try to be stronger than they are smart and that's, it's never a good thing. Yeah. Well, like one of the dudes that was like helping like the, the sensei was, it was this big fucking ripped cop, and it seemed like every time there was an example to give, he did it on me, and like the <laughs> dude was just fucking like way like not the guy that you want to be partnered with. The guy did not understand like don't hurt your training partner because oh, like dude he he took my fucking hand, my left hand, and like bent my pinky so it like laid flat against my other fingers going up oh, towards the index. Shit. And then bent my hand all the way back to where my nails touched my forearm. I didn't make a fucking... I found a new gym. Dude, I didn't make a fist for like six months with my left hand after that. Like, it fucked me up so bad. And then the fucker dropped me on my knee, and we were on those shitty fucking elementary school gym pads. Yeah, like the puzzle mats. Yeah, yeah, kind of like that. The ones that would like fold together with Velcro on the ends. Yeah, and it'd come and it'd come apart on one side, and it dropped me right on my left knee right there, and so it was like I was hobbling, and I couldn't do anything with my fucking hand. 
So I was like, well, I'm done with jujitsu. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's unfortunate. Most gyms aren't that bad. I mean, I've heard some horror stories. It's generally like, you know, the tough guys want to make the example or, you know, some gyms will even let you go for free mm-hmm. um, just to see if you can, you know, handle the, you know, the hazing they're going to give you. But I mean, if it's not a fight affiliated gym, they should have been a lot nicer, uh, you know, to keep you around. But yeah, I don't think they give a shit. <laughs> yeah, that I happens because it was just a flat rate for the course. And so uh, whether you do one class or you do all X amount of them, you, know, got they you got the same amount out of you. Ah, that was smooth. Yeah. So maybe who knows? Maybe that's their trick. <laughs> like we need to thin the herd and make that's this more idea. manageable. <laughs> Send Officer Dickwad out there to start injuring people. <laughs> That's hilarious. Dude, the most memorable part of that class, though, was on the very first class, they had us getting two two lines parallel facing each other. And so you're faced apart with the person you were going to be you know, sparring with or whatever. And so I'm across from my friend Nick. And then they're like, all right, everybody take one step left. And now instead of being across from Nick, the dude that I've known for years, yeah. <laughs> like, come, like, you know, around the same size as me, like I was a lot heavier, but he was tall. So we, you know, a little even in weight classes anyway. Now I'm across from a girl who's maybe 115 pounds and probably a good 20 pounds of that was all in her chest. And she huh. was like head to toe in like spandex. Nice. And we were having to do these things where you would step in and kind of block their one striking hand out of the way and then kind of go hip to hip with them and then sweep their leg out with your leg. And then at the same time, you know, push their head down and then slam them down to the ground. And I was like the whole time. I'm like, yes, (laughs) that was in class one. (laughs) (laughs) Right. right. And so this whole time I'm just like, like I grew up with a younger sister where every time she pushed my buttons and I'd lose my temperature, I would get a huge talk from my dad about how guys do not hit girls. Uh, for sure. And I'm paired up with this girl <laughs> so I'm having to like basically slam down by her head. <laughs> and the whole time, every time I'm helping her up, I'm like, I am so sorry about this. This is, this is not representative of who I am as a person. <laughs> and then when she was her turn to throw me down, she couldn't do it. And so that's when I first met Officer Dickwad, who then spent uh. the next rest of the class trying to impress the girl with the giant rack. By beating the shit out of me. This all makes sense now. I'm starting to <laughs> get a good mental picture of what's going on here. <laughs> Quite honestly, I wish I could have it on video. It was probably fucking hilarious. So you apologize too much, you look like the nice guy, so he had to take care of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't recall that girl showing up to any of the other classes, though. I think after the first one, she was like, fuck this. <laughs> they got her money, though, so that's all that matters. <laughs> I actually went with two friends named Nick, and I remember the other Nick got ended up getting paired up with this freaking giant guy that was probably like 300 pounds, and Nick said when he was trying to do the neck stuff on him, it was like wrestling a giant catfish. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, fuck, it was hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, I, I did have some fun with it before I got injured, but yeah. I don't, I don't think I'm much of a fighter. <laughs> That's why it's fun to watch, man. It is fun to watch, dude. I, I used to love watching those pride fights back in the day. They were so cool. It's better when you're, you know, you're close enough to, uh, I guess, unfortunately get blood on you. But when you're sitting <laughs> that close, it's, it's intense. 
I bet it would be intense. I've never seen like a, a professional fight like that live. Uh, every weekend for me, for the most part. Wow. <laughs> and then like, you know, since I'm, you know, the commission, I'm in charge. So I have to make sure, you know, they show up on time. I have to make sure they, they go to the bathroom with somebody. Um, I have to make sure that they, you know, have safe equipment. I have to make sure they're not dead. And then I have to make sure they get paid. So I'm with them, you know, for the whole deal. And sometimes it's not pretty. I mean, if, if they got to get stitched up, I have to stay till that's done. And, and we've been there with like, you know, eight fighters that all need stitched by one doctor. So, Oh shit. The, the worst thing I've seen, I mean, I've seen, you know, people get hauled out and stretchers, you know, nothing serious, but probably the grossest thing, which, you know, stitches are, you know, whatever, uh, they set this guy's nose in the back room and he was maybe 10 feet away from me and I could hear the pop <laughs> <laughs> after that took a couple laps around. I mean, I wasn't watching that anymore, but <laughs> it's, it's like the little things that get you like you, you wouldn't expect that to be something, but then you're like, wow, that has to hurt like shit. So, <laughs> right. And that was it for me. But <laughs> when he stitches it, it's an everyday occurrence now. Um, I don't know. It's it's a really weird job, but it's a really awesome job. Yeah, it it does sound like a really awesome job. I mean, I can't even, you know, never having actually even seen a a professional fight like live. Like it's it's almost something tough for me to wrap my brain around. But it does sound really interesting. Uh, if you ever come, you know, to climb any of the cliffs in uh, Indiana, I'll put you down the list. We'll get you into a show. Oh, nice. <laughs> it's, it's a good time. I don't know anything about the climbing scene in Indiana. We have a bunch of caverns and stuff um, in southern Indiana. And then a bunch of people you know, go to the mountains and, and hike and then climb on stuff. But that's you know, nothing I've checked out yet. Oh, right on. Yeah, um, you were originally from Iowa, right? Yeah, southern Iowa. Uh, originally I lived in West Des Moines and then my mom remarried and I had to go live in Eldon. Um, not a great area. Oh, bummer. Um, <laughs> cornfields on every side of your house. So, you know, rollerblading was out at that point. Um, uh-huh. and that was it until I was, uh, I moved away four years ago. So yeah, I lived there forever. Um, I was, not bad, but Southern Iowa is not my favorite. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. See, I'm I'm right on the edge where Iowa starts to get really interesting as far as like the rolling hills and everything like that. Right. Yeah. But, it's like that's you know if I was going to go to a concert or something, I'd have to go to like Cedar Rapids, Des Moines, Iowa City. Um, same with the malls or anything, you know, Iowa City, anywhere like that. So. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I used to deliver a lot with my job. And so my route would take me down to Southern Iowa every Tuesday and there were stretches of it. It was just like, whoa, this is super flat in every direction and well, yeah. past a gas station. And I don't fucking know when, <laughs> especially after 10 o'clock. I mean, you're driving a half hour to get gas or something. Yeah. Yeah. I'd believe it. In some of those places, I'm not familiar with where that town was, but it sounds like it was pretty rural down there. It was a half hour from a tumble um, okay. So if I wanted to go to a grocery store, if I got off work or something, it would only be in the Tumwa. 
and then, you know, half hour ride home in darkness. <laughs> yeah, that's always fun, right? In deer country. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Does it seem like the deer are just as bad in Indiana? Because I've heard they're crazy in like almost every state. You know, I asked about that since, you know, I'm traveling to all these shows. We have to drive there. Um, and a lot of times we come back at night. Like, I'll see carcasses here and there, but, you know, I've never, I've never seen a deer in, the, in a ditch as far as that goes here. So I would say I was, you know, far worse as far as that. Oh, yeah. Wow. Let's say last, I think, Thursday for my lunch break at work, I clocked out and just ran to the comic store to go pick up my pull list. Yeah. And first turn I make... There's just a little bit line of trees next to just a grassy field within another line of trees, kind of back aways and then a creek. Six deer standing right there. I'll just yeah, I don't. I'll don't just staring that. at me. <laughs> it's car parts is what's laying around here. That's generally what I see on the road, like a full bumper, tires. There's a couch <laughs> on the highway right now that's probably nicer than my couch. But what the fuck, right? It's it's crazy here, like. You know, in Iowa, they would clean up the highways. Even a dead animal would be, you know, picked up after a couple days. You'll see, like, full bumper skirts until, you know, somebody takes it. But it'll be there for a month or longer. It's it's insane. That's weird. I mean, I can almost put together a whole car with the shit that I find on the side of the road. <laughs> so I guess that's a plus. I don't know. The <laughs> weird Frankenstein of a car. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've been to Indiana a couple times, and one of the things I thought was weird, the first time I was there, I was in a place where there was no gravel roads. Like, they were almost all like a bla- like some blacktop. Yeah, I haven't driven on gravel, I can't even tell you the last time. And I go you know, pretty much all over the state, and I don't think I've driven on one since I've been here. So that's nice. Yeah, we got a fuck ton of them here. We've got potholes, so that's kind of. I'd rather drive on gravel than you know these huge holes, but <laughs> whatever. That sucks, man. <laughs> it's it's the worst I've ever seen. Like I thought, you know, small town Iowa was bad. This is just a whole other thing, and it's like you know on the interstate. So, oh shit! You know, yeah, we drove to we drove an hour away. This was two weeks ago, and there was. Uh, an on-ramp this was on 465 and there was so there was an on-ramp and then there was like maybe five miles where there was a car every couple hundred yards and they all had the same flat tire weird so we saw maybe 20 cars just going up and then we took a different way back and saw maybe 15 so yeah the roads are fucking awesome here (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, it must be. It doesn't seem like it's too bad here. It's like there's lots of fucking road construction here. Yeah, we have that too. I don't I've never been in a place where where potholes were this bad. And we don't get more snow than you. Like it doesn't make a whole lot of sense other than the roads are just shit. So <laughs> Yeah, different priorities of what they want to spend tax revenue on, right? I'm sure the racetrack's perfect. <laughs> yeah, two priorities, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that racetrack brings out a lot of tax revenue. <laughs> like, great. And then you spend that money on that. <laughs> yeah. 
Indiana is a weird place, man. Uh, we just got alcohol sales on Sunday for the first time ever. Hey, congratulations. Yeah, but you can't buy it cold, which is really – unless you go to like a liquor store. Isn't that a weird rule? And you can't buy it at most gas stations. Well, <laughs> It's super weird. <laughs> we have these little grocery stores here uh, called Fairway. I don't know if you have yeah. them. Yeah. You guys got those? Uh, I don't know if they're here, but I'm familiar with them from you know, okay. southern Iowa. And they're not open on Sundays, which yeah. is kind of annoying because then I had to go to Hy-Vee last weekend, which sucked. I miss Hy-Vee. <laughs> Narrow aisles, and I don't know where anything's at. And so that's the only <laughs> thing I didn't like about it because I, I only go there. Smile. Yeah, yeah, a helpful smile in every aisle. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Uh, but, um, uh, yeah, when the fairway that they they built not too long ago when they first opened it they sold beer but they wouldn't sell it cold and That's then so within, weird yeah and then within the last year they finally put beer coolers in it's like oh welcome to the fucking 2000s fairway yeah indiana man i came from uh so I went to michigan on saturday and then i was gonna go pick my buddy up to save him uh, an uber ride to my house so i drove through um central indiana and it's like time has stood still there. Super crazy. Like even the cars are super old. Um, I drove by uh, James Dean's birthplace, and apparently he's buried there too. And like that whole town, just like exactly how it was back then. It's crazy. <laughs> that is kind of. I was weird. happy to get out of there. <laughs> I'd feel like the X Files or something, right? They could definitely film a couple here. <laughs> To be filming like Stranger Things there or something. <laughs> That's actually based here. I was gonna say it's Indiana, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if the town's real, but uh, yeah, it's it's based in Indiana. Um, okay. So one of the things I had to ask you about was your love of cats. It's it's almost getting scary. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, I'm actually having to fight one off right now. Who's uh, in heat, so that's unfortunate. Uh, and then every time I talk, she thinks I'm talking to her, so she's doing a little show and rubbing around on everything, and it's really uncomfortable. Uh, I've had one cat for since Iowa, so it's been, I think I've had this one for like nine years. And then um, I moved to Chicago after Iowa, and then I moved to Indiana. Since I was gone on the weekends, I didn't think it was right to have you know, a cat with nobody home. So I adopted another one. And then, um, probably six months after that, I lived in an apartment complex and there was this cat that was like eating out of the garbage for most of the summer. And we came home drunk one night and, uh, she actually came up to us and I went down to pet her and it was like petting a bag of bones. Like it was disgusting. Oh, um, so the cat, I had hoped that it was just somebody's cat they were letting out, and that wasn't the case. They had just either abandoned it or it got out and they never looked for it. And the only food it was eating was what I would give it or stuff from the trash. So uh, we drunkenly brought that cat inside. So now it's me and three female cats, and I am living it up. <laughs> Toys everywhere. <laughs> Got to wake up in the middle of the night to 
fights and stuff. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I guess I'm the crazy cat man. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I love cats. Yeah, was... and this one definitely loves me. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty allergic to them now, though. They didn't bother me so much when I was growing up and I had them, but then when I moved out and didn't have them anymore, and now when I'm if I pet them, like I feel my eyes get all itchy and the roof of my mouth get itchy, and it's fucked oh, up. That's that's not fun. No, and I like cats too. And every time I see them, I gotta remind myself: don't pet that cat. You're gonna pay for it. So that would definitely be the perfect reason to get a hermit crab, right? <laughs> yes, they are hypoallergenic, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I have a confession to make. Um, I listen to podcasts all day at work, um, for the most part, unless I'm on the phone. Um, I have never listened to your show until yesterday. Oh, really? <laughs> so That's I've binged your show since yesterday afternoon. And I've heard you've been in my ear all day long. So if I don't talk when you say something, I might just be thinking I'm listening to a show or something. So that's funny. So uh, I went to the grocery store because I needed to get food and beer, and then I thought I would join you, and I got a strawberry Rita. Oh, nice! So I'm fitting right in. <laughs> but uh, so after I don't know ten hours of your show, I fucking love it. Um, oh, awesome. <laughs> I mean, you talk to people that I didn't really know very well, and I feel like I could be best friends with these people now. And, oh, that's uh, cool. Yeah, I'm definitely going to stay tuned. I subscribed and everything. It's uh, it's right up my alley for, you know, nonsense conversation that you never know where it's going to go. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to describe it. <laughs> it's like the Seinfeld of podcasts, so <laughs> I definitely dig it. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's about nothing. It's about everything. <laughs> it was like, yeah, I started yesterday after I finished. I don't even know what I was listening to. And so from like lunch yesterday, breakfast this morning, dinner last night, dinner tonight, that's basically all I listened to. <laughs> wow. So I know so much about you guys now. It's awesome. <laughs> that's cool. I learned that I have the same anger levels as Kirby, so that's really cool. <laughs> like, I thought I was alone for a bit, and uh, and now I know that I have a friend that if I ever get mad, he's probably mad about something, too. <laughs> <laughs> so that's awesome. Just message him randomly during the day. <laughs> I will definitely do that. <laughs> Be like, fucking hell, I think that, too. That was a terrible Kirby impression. <laughs> <laughs> just talk shit about stonehenge and he'll be right on board <laughs> i know when he said they should build a highway through it i was like what <laughs> uh, i love that guy he's so fucking funny how many podcasts do you have going now um pretty much just Starcast, but this you're doing the the number ones is that yeah. your yeah. show or are you just on that show i'm i'm on that show that's that's with me and brian and uh, Rebecca and Rod, so it'll That's be all, awesome. it'll be four of us. Has and that started it, yet? No, we're recording our first episode next week. Awesome! I'll yep. check it out. Yeah, it ought to be good. It's it's going to be number one comic books. We're just going to discuss just a number one issues of comics, and each of us will have a book that we'll discuss. And um, you know, all all four of us will have read all four books, and so you know, it, it ought to be 
in in uh, in premise, pretty simple show. You know, we just discussed four books. We're not getting in too much over our heads or anything like that. Um, it's going to be off the rails for sure. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot of good talkers there. So, yeah, it'll be fun. I'm, I'm interested to see where that goes. <laughs> I know, and I've I've already talked like comics with Rod for so much. I mean, so many fucking episodes between stuff awesome. that that him and I did on the comic cast, and then I've had him on a whole bunch of my comic talk episodes on Startcast. So I'm excited to excited to do another podcast with Rod talking talking books and and yeah i definitely have a good time talking with brian and rebecca every time so i'm looking forward to that show that'll be cool yeah and, definitely and yeah and the first round of books that we're reading are all ones that came out today and so oh, wow I'm, yeah i'm gonna pick up my poll list uh probably hopefully tomorrow and robert kirkman has a new book called oblivion song can't wait to read that um Jeff Lemire has one called Gideon Falls, and there's Prism Stalker, and I believe Shade the Changeling Girl are going to be the the four books. So, exciting. Awesome. Hell yeah. (laughs) Do you get down on uh, comics much, or? Yeah, well, it's been a little bit. Like, I took um, basically a, do you watch Parks and Rec at all? No, I caught a few episodes of the first season, but. Usually, I don't. I usually don't watch too much in terms of just like, you know, scripted TV like that. Uh, that's that's understandable. Well, there's an episode where um, where Andy says that he's uh, he's fine. It's just he doesn't find interest in anything that he likes anymore, and everything sucks. And basically, he's just super depressed. So he's got to get out of his funk. And that's kind of what I'm going through right now. Um, like uh, I I turned off comics for a bit and now i'm reading books that i've always wanted to read um so i'm definitely reading it's just not the stuff that i've been reading before so i would say yes i'm really into comics but it's on hold for the time being oh right on yeah i i I do that sort of stuff too where it's like just need a little bit of a change on something, and especially when it comes to hobbies and stuff like that, it can be a good idea to switch things up like that. I've been into to everything now. Like, um, you know, before would be you know Netflix would be a big thing, video games every now and then, uh, movies has always been a big thing, which I'm still watching a ton of movies. Which Movie Pass is the best thing ever if you're not in on that. Um, yeah, it sounds awesome. Was it like ten? Is it less than ten dollars a month now? So if you do a full year ahead of time, it's I think six ninety nine. I'm not really sure on that. Otherwise, it's I think ten. I don't. I just pay the bill automatically, and then I get movies. So <laughs> nice, yeah. Because you can go and see a new movie like every day, right? Yeah, and they change it now, where you can see the same movie twice. Um, before it would say you've already seen this movie, pick a different movie, which I thought was kind of bullshit. Like for yeah. You know, Justice League, I'd want to see it again. So I would just say, oh, I'm going to go see um, I don't know, <laughs> some kids movie I would never see that starts at the same time. And then just walk in and nobody says anything. So Nice. <laughs> uh, there were loopholes, but now that's, that's not a big deal. Um, okay, well, that's cool. Uh, going back for just a moment, did, did you saw Justice League more than once in the theater? Yeah, I watched it twice. Um. I don't know if I was just mad the second time. 
um, the, the first time I was like, you know, oh, there's Superman. That's cool. And that was about it. So, you know, I wasn't really mad the first time. The second time, like, after hearing everybody talk shit about it, and then I went and watched it again, it was like, fuck, they're right. <laughs> I mean, I'm a huge DC guy, so you know, I don't want them to be better than Marvel. I just want to be able to watch a movie of my favorite character that I can enjoy forever. Um, and I don't think that's going to happen with Justice League. <laughs> Dude, I know what you mean. I bought the digital the week that it came out, ah. and I have started it and not finished it like four or five times. Yeah, I know the feeling. I've watched it once um, streaming again, and I didn't finish it then. It just it hurts my soul a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I mean, Thor Ragnarok came out in digital around right around the same time. I bought that that, that opening week also, and I've watched that like three times all the way through. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. I know. It's like, damn. But like, like you said, like I am. If I had to pick between Marvel or DC and say, you know, what's your what's your more favorite fandom? I would pick DC every time. Comic wise, uh, you can get into a story and. You know, it'll never be enough. If that story finishes, you're like, well, what if they did this differently? And, you know, you'll always want more more Batman, more Superman. And then, you know, you get the movie and it's like somebody's wearing a Superman shirt and it's, it's not Superman. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Boy, that CGI shit with nah. Superman's mouth at the beginning. Like, I've seen it a lot of times now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so bad. Like, I tried not to pay attention. Like, I knew it was bad. I'm like, all right, whatever. Let's see if I can find something good in this scene. And then they do, like, you know, the the zoom in on his eye when he's watching Flash run. It's like, oh, fuck, it's right there. Like, you can't get away from it. <laughs> it's disappointing. I don't know. That, fuck that movie. <laughs> Dude, that's wanting CGI. It, like wanting it. it to be good hurts <laughs> me more than than anything. So It looked like the singing painting at the beginning of SpongeBob. <laughs> like on par with that uh, but there are parts of the movie that i haven't gotten to yet <laughs> but i remember from the theater and i remember him being good in the theater so it's like i just need to get to that point maybe the next time i start it just started an hour in since i've already seen that's the beginning a, a bunch of that's times that's an excellent idea yeah i think i might have to it's, do that it's oh fuck that movie <laughs> i love it I watch more older movies than anything. Um, that's my big collection. So, like, you know, you guys collect comic books, movies. I have more movies than shelves or furniture. So, oh, nice. Um, you know, I'll never watch the same one twice unless it's one of my favorites, and I'll watch it more times than I should. Um, <laughs> what are some of your favorites? Um, like this week alone, I watched uh, Blues Brothers and uh, Slapshot, and I could probably watch those back-to-back tonight and not be tired of it. <laughs> nice, dude. Um, I haven't watched Blues Brothers in forever. I'm a big fan of cheese, 90s cheese, 80s cheese, you know, like shitty B-movies that nobody should like. I <laughs> fucking love it. <laughs> that sounds like the stuff I grew up watching. Exactly. Yeah, I had two older brothers, so they were already into it, you know, far before I was. 
And like, uh, I remember having Garbage Pail Kids on VHS that they taped off um, HBO. And that's supposed to be like the worst movie of all time. I fucking <laughs> love that movie. I'm like, sure I saw it. I'm sure I saw it back then, but I don't remember much of it about it now. So bad. I think it's. I think it is rated the worst movie of all time. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I love those you know old shitty movies. I grew up on VHS, and then you know I had. It's a lot easier to move DVDs than VHS. That's the only reason I got rid of them. Um, but I had a VCR all the way up until I was like twenty five. Um. You know, those movies will never get old. I'll still be able to remember them, but yeah. I threw all that shit away. Yeah. Well, I was thinking earlier, because the boys had watched some awful movie that was on. <laughs> and when it was over, uh, uh, Lindsay and I were eating supper, and so credits were just rolling in the living room. And I started thinking, I was like, you know what? I remember watching credits all the time when I was a kid. And I was like, why was that? And I was like, oh, yeah, because there was always like three movies on a VHS tape. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Especially if you taped it off TV. You yeah. wouldn't get halfway through the credits and another one would be on. Like, yeah. Yeah, because they'd be taped off either HBO or Cinemax, depending on what mom and dad had subscribed to with the cable program. Exactly. Those free weekends, you'd load up on those. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, because I remember I watched, I used to watch the movie Tango and Cash over and over again. Yeah, I've seen that quite a few times. Like some of my older ones that I would watch. I mean, it's not really super old, but like Wayne's World. I remember there was like a month in high school where I watched nothing but Wayne's World and Tombstone every <laughs> night for at least a whole month, and <laughs> I could watch it the next day and totally be fine with it. Yeah, did Wayne's World speak to you a little bit because you're such a hockey nut? <laughs> yeah, even more <laughs> now. Like we went to uh, the 25th anniversary. A theater showing last year and it was like almost a whole new movie again like you pick out things that you haven't you know really focused on before and uh i'd, I'd watch that forever i think desert island i think wayne's world would be one of my movies nice <laughs> what did you think of the sequel uh, when i was a kid it was amazing but it, it would definitely not be one of my desert island movies <laughs> I mean, it was cool because they had, like, you know, the call out to uh, Jurassic Park and Terminator and, like, you know, all the ridiculousness. But that's probably one movie I won't buy for a little bit, I guess. (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, Yeah, it's it's kind of funny how some of those old movies will stick in your head. Like, I haven't watched Tango and Cash in forever, but, like, once a week I probably have, like, the theme music of it in my head. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that happens to me all the time <laughs> it's like what is going on in my brain that i have this really old movie score in my head and i haven't seen it forever <laughs> the score for bram stoker's dracula come pop in my head a lot too it's like fuck i haven't seen that in shit that actually the 90s that happens to me more than you would think just because of pinball machines um there's a bram stoker's dracula that was in my pinball league uh this last fall so I'd hear that, you know, every other Thursday uh, and some of the shitty lines from it. And then like, um, there's a Johnny mnemonic and, uh, <laughs> uh, demolition man that I hear three times a week at the bar. So excellent <laughs> dude. Okay. So I knew that you liked pinball, but I did not know that there was such a thing as a pinball league. 
See, I've got a terrible obsession with it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so now that I'm doing things like that I've always wanted to do and like I've always stopped myself from doing, like now that I have this freedom of I'm just going to go and do what makes me happy. Um, two weeks ago, there were three tournaments during the same week. And they were all during the work week, and I went to all of them. Um, and only one of them was 10 minutes from me. So on, I guess that was even a Saturday. So it was Saturday, I went to a local bar, uh, did a tournament there, and then Monday, went to work at my normal time, got off at 5, jumped in the car with two buddies, and we drove three and a half hours and did another tournament, got home at 3, and then the next tournament was... The next day, uh, an hour from my house. So, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> yeah, I've got it pretty bad. Um, I just bought. That's why I went to Michigan last Saturday. I went and bought another pinball machine. So, another. So you have mo- you own multiple pinball machines? Yeah, I have two. Whoa. Uh, and I almost died actually on Saturday bringing it up the stairs. Uh, I live on the second floor in an apartment building, and it's probably not the best place to put pinball machines. <laughs> uh, I learned that the hard way, but hey, it's in my dining room now. So, <laughs> so which uh, what machines do you have? Uh, I have uh, Jurassic Park, which is uh, it's all themed from the movie, so it's got all the characters on it, um, and they're drawn. So, like the the back glass is Photoshop. And then on the board, they're all hand-drawn, and they're terrible. But it's really funny, though. <laughs> uh, and then I bought um, a 1970 Bally uh, Blackhawks-themed game uh, on Saturday. So. Oh, that's cool. And then um, I'm in a league every other Thursday, and then a monthly tournament. Um, a couple of those every month, so... So I'm how working does a, on. Go ahead. I was gonna say, how does a pinball tournament work? Um, so they're all strikes, so you get three strikes. So how, however many people show up, they set up a bracket of names, and then you know, say I was playing you, I beat you, you get a strike, and then I don't, and then you go until you get your three strikes, and then it's the last man standing. So it's 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 like head to head on the same. On like the so, same pinball machine, and you're going for who has the better score. Like that's the crazy thing. Um, so I have two. So a tournament at my house would be pretty boring. Um, the local <laughs> bar that I go to has, I think we had twelve machines that night, and there were forty six people there, or thirty six people. So uh, they put your names on the system, and it'll generate what machine you're on and who you're playing based on if you won your last round or not. And then you move on. The other two places I played at, they have like 30-some machines each. So you might not play the same one you know, in a tournament for a year. So it all depends on you know, how good you are. Oh, wow. There's actually a world ranking, too. So I'm working on my score. I'm uh, 7,878 7, in the world. Considering how many people in the world, that's pretty good. <laughs> well, they don't all play pinball, but yeah, that's, I'll definitely take that. <laughs> you need to be the voice of realism there. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. 
I mean, great. <laughs> you'll get put into some tournament with like somebody that's just drunk or never played before, and then you'll get put in there with you know somebody that drove five hours and wants to destroy you. And like <laughs> uh, the guy that knocked me out of the tournament, um, the last one, he was from Michigan. And he beat me by like forty million, like to the point where oh, I'd already walked outside and did a you know an angry laugh and came back and he's still fucking playing. Like, come on, man, you already won. <laughs> but, but whatever, I haven't broken your spirit yet. <laughs> <laughs> it hurts when you lose, especially if you're not drinking. If you're drinking, you're like, eh, whatever's for fun. <laughs> but then you know you play somebody that kicks the shit out of you, and it's just like. Why am I here? Why did I drive here? <laughs> and then, yeah, it's it's a fun hobby. Yeah, it is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, I used to play pinball all the time when I was a kid. I I just haven't been in a place with a pinball machine in forever. It's it's definitely coming back. Um, the Iowa scene's slow, but it's starting to blow up. You guys had a state finals last year, so that's a big deal. Um, oh, that's cool. In Indiana, there's not a whole lot to do except for to go to church, watch racing, and play pinball. I mean, there's a couple sports, but the teams all suck, so whatever. Um, <laughs> the hobby is definitely big here. So, Oh, right on. Yeah, you got to have something to do, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and that sounds like a cool one. Um, do they have the machines set up so that you, just, you, you can just get play after play, or do you have to show up to a tournament with a pocket full of quarters? Uh, it depends. Um, so in my league, they're set to free play, but we pay, you know, like uh, $5 a week donation. Um, most of the tournaments are in like, um, a business. So the fact that they're hosting, they want kickback for it, which is understandable because you're playing for a prize. Yeah. Um, it's usually like 10 bucks to enter. So, I mean, if you win, you're going to make you know, more than enough money for a while, like 200 bucks will enter you in every tournament for, you know, some time. Nice. So, I mean, they'll, they'll lower the price either to 50 cents. Very rarely it's a dollar, but, uh, it all depends. Hmm. Well, that's pretty cool. Um, have you ever like, are there any like interesting characters or anything like that in the league? (laughs) that's a a good question um so like um like with uh shooting pool like there's you know you put the english on the ball or Uh um basketball or anything like that well there's such thing as body english um when you play pinball like usually it's like an involuntary you know jerk like kind of like when uh, when you're playing video games and like you'll lean with whatever direction you're doing like, it's like not really going to help you but it's yeah. just what happens um that's a huge thing in pinball um like some people look like they're dancing and it's just the way that they play and they play better that way so sure go for it <laughs> you got some guy dry I mean, humping the pinball machine while he's playing oh yeah it's <laughs> crazy shit man <laughs> and then some people wear gloves which I've never been that hardcore on the machine. And you don't really notice it until you're like, whoa, that dude just put on fingerless gloves to play pinball. (laughs) Whoa. And then he loses. And you wonder why he did that. Yes. (laughs) Uh, I've seen some 
some really weird people. Like I did a, a tournament last year. Uh, it was a two-day tournament. Um, we played like 12 hours each day. And it was 48 people. So there was a shitload of people in this small place. And like there's one guy that's notorious for yelling. And it could be like not even that he lost the game. Just he didn't get a shot that he you know, didn't get. He'll scream really loud, and like it scares the shit out of everybody unless you're used to it. <laughs> so, like, I had the home field advantage of knowing this guy is going to throw a ta- temper tantrum if he loses. So, you know, you prepare for things like that. But that's great. <laughs> I mean, it's like like any other you know nerdy thing. You get you're really weird people. Yeah, and it makes it fun. So, is there any like specialized gear? gloves that's that's the thing i guess (laughs) as soon as you said gloves i was like tell me please tell me that there's official pinball gloves that these people spend (laughs) money on (laughs) i would assume somebody's made a killing on that (laughs) for me it's comfortable shoes um maybe an energy drink or a beer whatever (laughs) not into the fingerless gloves huh (laughs) not yet and maybe that's why i'm not a top ranked player so (laughs) That's got to be the thing. I don't know. I got to look into that. Trial That's and error. Great. See if that works. Well, it's like like how many people like have a fun night out going bowling or something like that, and then when you watch the pros on TV, they got like the weird thing on their wrist. Exactly. <laughs> like all this other shit, you know. And they, it's just kind of funny to me. It's like oh, I'm that's, sure that's it has how to- you know. Once you get into the finals, like it gets that serious. Like state finals, I went to. There wasn't a lot of people, so. There wasn't a lot of hype, which I was kind of surprised with, but like, you know, a tournament for a hundred bucks, you'll have you know, 30 people watching you if they're still there and like people clap and stuff like you win one, you know, potential video game and <laughs> you're a star. Like it's, it's a big thing. Yeah, that's pretty cool. You know, community around those events is always really neat. That's a really good thing about it is I've. There's maybe two assholes that I've met, and that's in you know, four years of playing. Everybody else, like they'll talk to you, like you know, you're their best friend. Like some people will even help you. Like if you're not playing a game that you know how to win, like you know, usually they'll tell you after they beat you. But some people will even say, "Hey, man, you need to do this in order to win." While you're playing them, like you know, they want to play the best people that they can. So that's cool. It's a fun hobby, um, and the people definitely make it more fun. Like, I've met a lot of really, really good friends, really good people, you know, just in playing pinball, which sounds weird, but... Yeah, it's it's really cool. A community can spring up like that, you know, amongst people with, a, you know, like-minded people. Right. Um, if you get a chance, you should watch um, Wizard Mode. It's on Netflix. Um, excellent movie. It's all pinball based. They follow. Uh, there's a autistic kid, um, and he's, you know, he's a pinball wizard for sure. And they follow him. <laughs> you beat me to it. <laughs> and uh, it's it's excellent to see, you know, how he clicked with it at, a, at an early age, and it helped him, you know, meet people, connect with people. You know, he's learned to uh, handle anger and, you know, his rage, which is funny. He gets. He gets a warning for cursing at uh, the world championship, but like, you know, to see somebody, 
you know, like a, a sports movie go from, you know, the rise of the character to winning. Like it's, it's amazing. It's a really good movie. Yeah. That sounds pretty cool. What's it called again? Wizard mode. Wizard mode. Okay. I definitely oh. recommend that. Even if you're not a fan, like you'll get a pretty good outline of, you know, what it consists of and then competitive play all the way up to world finals, which like world finals is pretty crazy. Wow. So how many different countries compete in that? Well, the, that one's, um, that one's the biggest U S tournament. And that one's, um, I think there's this year it sold out in 45 seconds and there's going to be 800 people. It's usually under a thousand and that's just the biggest U S one. But the, the world world finals is in like Sweden and I'm not for sure how many people compete in that one. Uh, for the Papa World Finals, first prize is like $17,000. Hey, that's not too shabby for playing pinball, right? Yeah, and it pays um, four different is it four different divisions. And then the top 40 players from four different divisions make basically their money back and then some. Yeah, it's it's weird when you think of those different competitions and that there's some people out there that they're actually able to do it as a living. Yeah. There's there's one guy last year that won basically every big US tournament there was. And you could definitely I mean you gotta put in your time, but I mean, just like anything, once you know you play enough, you can get good at anything. <laughs> Climbing's got a weird subset like that with competition climbers that just climb indoors in the gym. I didn't know that there was a competition. Yeah. It's weird. It's like one of those things where they've been talking about including different levels of it in the Olympics, too. That's awesome. Yeah, it it is on one level, but on the other level, then it's like, well, does that mean that there's going to be more people like crowding up the woods who don't know how to be out in the woods? Yeah, that's. You got jackasses like stringing a hammock across the trail or something like that. The same shit happens with pinball. Like now that it's popular, like the price of games. You know, it's skyrocketed now just because, you know, one person wants that pinball machine in their house. They're not going to keep it forever, but, like, it's hot right now. So, yeah, it's the same thing. That's why, like, these barcades are making a killing. Like, oh, I've never played pinball before. Let's go do that. It's got a drink holder. So, I mean, there's <laughs> there's it's got a people, drink that holder. Have, people that have never played before, which is cool. Like, um, you know, I'm happy to see the, the hobby survive. There's another movie also that talks about the rise and fall of pinball as, as a whole. Um, it was ended for a long time. There was a prohibition of pinball where they destroyed all the games. What? Why? Um, they saw it as gambling. So if you've ever walked up to a pinball machine, it says um, for amusement only. Okay. Especially like the older games uh, because they saw it as a way to gamble. So oh, weird. So they little... destroyed all of them. Uh and then it came back, um, like one guy went to the Supreme Court, and they took in two different games, so they, they got to pick which one he played, and then he would have to call out his shot, like, okay, I'm going to make this ramp, and then they watch it, it's a game of skill, and some luck, and it's not a gambling game, um, and that's what took the prohibition away. That's weird. Yeah, and so that means that at one time there was a bunch of asshole people with probably shitty misguided puritan values 
who actually lobbied to have pinball machines made illegal and destroyed. A hundred percent. And like the stupid, there's footage of them, you know, burning them all, hitting them with axes, um, smashing up games. Like it'd be like seeing pieces of your childhood go away. Yeah. And then it's just gotta be a form of insanity, dude. People are crazy, man. Right. Fucking people are stupid and crazy. (laughs) And and that's what we're talking about today, which I'm excited about. Oh yeah. Okay. One more thing real quick before we get into that. We got to talk about our beards. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> because they're fucking awesome <laughs> they are awesome <laughs> um how long have you been growing uh so i have been growing mine since the probably mid-september that's impressive yeah yeah it's gotten pretty good it's in there's no end in sight. I'm not trimming it. <laughs> That's good. That's definitely a good thing. We say that now, and then we get into summer, and then start to you know second guess that. <laughs> I sweat when I think hard, anyway. So it's like fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I actually just hit. Um, I think in February was a year for me. Oh damn! <laughs> of of not shaving at all, which. Um, I work in the food industry before, so you either had to wear a beard net or you'd be clean shaven. So I would shave all the time just for that. I think the last time I shaved all the way was for Halloween. So I don't see me doing it anytime soon. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, I, I know before you'd mentioned like a group that you were part of. Yes, yeah, so I'm in a... It's actually a worldwide brotherhood, which is pretty crazy. Um, it's a beard club, you know. When you when you put a stamp on it, it, it is a beard club. But they don't, you know, we're not busting out rulers or anything to see, you know, if you qualify. Um, it's a charity based club. So, like, um, my state has a chapter where the bearded villains of Indiana, and um, we usually do one big charity as a whole. And then, um, you know, we'll do little things here and there. Like they just did, um, the polar plunge last Saturday, uh, that was raising money for, um, special Olympics. I think we had eight or 10 guys jump in, um, one of the lakes up here. (laughs) I watched video. It it did not look like a good time. (laughs) I had that big sickness that was going around. Um, most of this spring and I got sick twice and missed a lot of work. So there was no way in hell I was jumping in the water. Um, but yeah, we had some, some brave guys go and do that to raise money. And then we're doing, um, we just started two new ones. Uh, one of them we're raising money for prosthetics for children, like prosthetic, uh, arms and hands. And oh, then, nice. um, we're doing the MS walk, which is next, next month. And then, the big charity that we did um, most of last year was we raised money for um, a veterans memorial in one of the small towns in Indiana. Like that's a big thing is you know all the towns have a memorial of something for veterans, and Pittsburgh did not have one. So we did we did a chili cook off. We had uh, five different guys, one representing each branch of the military. And they raised money to jump out of a plane to skydive. 
Um, we ended up, we paid for the, the memorial and then some. I think we raised, the goal was like 2500 and we raised a little over 3000 Yeah, that's great. So they're going to put up sidewalks and, uh, and lights and stuff like that for it. And then, um, I mean, at the end of it, it's, it's just having friends. So, like, most of my friends are either in Iowa or Chicago or they're older and have families, so I don't get to see them very often. But, you know, like, these guys, we're in a group chat uh, every day just talking about, you know, bullshit or, you know, somebody's going through something. That's, like, another thing is it's, it's a group from all walks of life. So we've got, you know, ex-military, ex-cons, you know, single fathers, uh, you know, people seen some hard shit and everybody's there and supports each other help each other move uh, when I pulled my pinball machine up I had my buddy come over and help me um, you know it's a cool thing to be a part of yeah sounds like another really great community I definitely recommend it since you're a, a bearded gentleman <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then we do beard competitions which is one of the weirdest fucking things I've ever done um, but it's fun <laughs> um, yeah how did that know, go it's, it's ultimately people judging you for what you grew out of your face which is really really weird but hey they had beer and the <laughs> money went for charity so it was awesome <laughs> those might be the best reasons ever <laughs> hey it was for, they uh, had beer <laughs> <laughs> they uh they did this beard competition for um children with brain cancer and it was the way they went about it probably wasn't thought out very well. Um, I think we had like 200 and some people show up and they had one of the parents talk about their kid that had just passed and that's how they started the night and it never really picked up from there. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, it was for a great reason. I mean, I'll let people judge my face any day for, for charity. Um, but it was, in the, in the end, it was for a great cause. Uh, I didn't win anything, but I got a sweet buzz and I didn't have to drive, so... <laughs> two thumbs up right <laughs> <laughs> absolutely it's not something you do every day yeah that's pretty cool they had yeah. one in um in louisville and it was all wrestling themed um i didn't go to this one but i watched video and saw pictures everybody dressed up like wrestling characters whether they were real or not and then the stage the podium that you were on was a wrestling ring and uh it got pretty wild. There's some great costumes there. It was oh, called cool. Whis- Whisker Mania. <laughs> what a great name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it sounds really cool. It's, um, man, I, I just I always have so much fucking going on. I have too many irons in the fire. I don't anymore, other than the weekends. So, like, uh, they'll get together. They're doing, um, we have axe throwing here. I don't know if you guys have that in Iowa yet. No, it sounds um, awesome though. I've seen videos online. Yeah, it's crazy. So, you basically throw hatchets at um, a numbered board on the wall, and then it's for league. So they do it every Tuesday, and they don't stop you from drinking. They actually encourage it. <laughs> Get drunk and throw this axe. <laughs> they have, they have refrigerators. They're free to put your drinks in. Oh my god! So. Uh, <laughs> We've got, I think, four guys that do it every Tuesday, but we've done it as a group. Uh, we went two different times. 
once was for like um was Halloween, so it was zombie themed, which was super fun. Um and then it's like, you know, anything competitive, so you throw against somebody and you throw a hatchet from I think twelve or fifteen feet and you know, whoever scores scores and you go from there. Um that's one of the leagues that we do here, which is crazy. So I was doing that like on Tuesdays. I'd go down and hang out with them and pinball league. And I got a lot of shit going on. A lot of random shit. <laughs> it all sounds really interesting though. Yeah. It's, you know, not your everyday stuff. So I'm, I'm having a good time. <laughs> yeah. My, my kids and stuff keep me pretty busy. And, and then I'm a, I'm a board member of the Iowa climbers coalition. So I, I do volunteer work at the uh, the public cr- climbing crags here, like doing maintenance work on the trails and and bolts on the routes when they need fixed and stuff. I have the skill set and the tools to be able to do that. And, so who tests it? That's like crazy. Like, um, so somebody just climbs up and like, oh, this one's good, and then go to the next one. Or <laughs> well, the the bolts are just the bolt is a is like a concrete anchor. Yeah, that just holds a hanger to the wall, and so occasionally, you know, that bolt will just loosen up a little bit because of you know freeze thaw cycles or for sure, yeah. Or it, especially if if when when it was first installed, so like the direction of pull on that hanger is going to be straight down for the most part, right? Yeah. And so if when somebody tightened that bolt down, if they didn't get the direction of pull on the hanger straight down, especially uh, the worst is if they have it like a little bit over to the right. Because then when it pulls down, it's going to turn that bolt. Or yeah, actually, get the full tension on it, yeah. Or it's it's when the hanger's uh, uh, set over to the left a little bit. Because if it's left of the downward pull, when it pulls, it's going to turn it right. And, you know, that's going to... God damn, I've had too much fucking strawberry tonight. <laughs> I, just, I just finished mine. I don't see how you don't have diabetes from drinking these. <laughs> I've slow, yeah, no shit. There's a lot of sugar in them. No, I've I've slowed down a lot. Toward, <laughs> gonna fulfill it in my fillings. <laughs> so what I'm trying to get at is if <laughs> if that fucking hanger is offset a little bit, and when the direction of pull comes down, if it turns the bolt to the left, it's gonna loosen it up, and so then that hanger will start rattling against the wall, and it'll spin around. And in climbing, they call that a spinner. And Which so that I means somebody with good. a and so really if people in the climbing community would just carry a fucking crescent wrench in their pack and when they find a spinner, they just fucking tighten the thing down, it'd be, That'd great. be too easy though. Yeah, I know. It's one of those things where it's like a constant doing community service as part of the climbing community. It's a constant uphill battle of trying to educate the climbing community. And Yeah, I could definitely see that. Like uh, a pinball league, you know. Not putting drinks on the glass would be an easy thing to do. <laughs> Nobody listens. Exactly. Doesn't it drive you fucking nuts? Yeah. <laughs> when it's so a common a, sense issue. <laughs> I go to a bar. I don't have cable, so every time the Blackhawks play, I go to this local bar, which is a hockey bar, and they have a lot of pinball machines. So it's a lot of people that never play, and it's usually you know pretty empty. So if somebody slams the shit out of a game, you can definitely hear it. And it's like, what are you doing, man? Like. You know these things are expensive, and you're destroying it. So usually somebody runs up and says something, but the drunk people do stupid shit. Yeah, yeah, that's fucking I, true. I assume, I assume there's not a lot of drunk climbers, though. You know, you'd be surprised. 
There are people who get <laughs> fucked up out in the woods. <laughs> Throwing hatchets is one thing, but I don't think I would do that. Dude, dude, I remember that me and my wife were out climbing at this place called Indian Bluffs one time. I've been we, there before. You've been to Indian Bluffs? Yeah, I think we. I think I went there with my. It's a park, right? Uh, yeah it's it's a wildlife management area. So yeah, I've kinda, been there. Wow, that's awesome, dude. Yeah, it's in the middle of fucking nowhere. It's kind of out by Monticello. Yeah, yeah. Fucking a right, dude. What, did you go? Did you go and just like hike through that canyon? Yeah, I don't remember when it was, but I've been. It's beautiful. I've been to most isn't it? of the big parks in Iowa. Yeah, um, Indian Bluffs is one of those places in Iowa. The first time I went there, it was like early spring where the trees were just starting to bud out. And as we were hiking in, it was early morning. And so the sunlight was just filtering in through these trees with just little bits of green just starting to pop out everywhere. It was like fucking magical. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I mean, and that was the first time I ever climbed outside was at Indian Bluffs. And I remember hiking in there and just blowing my mind being like, wow, I did not know Iowa had places like this. We took um, a field trip to, um, I don't remember the bluffs, in, it was like in Dubuque, and I was okay, surprised yeah, they got that, a lot of them there. that the elevation got so crazy. I got a, just a bloody nose from walking up the trails. We went there for the, the Indian mounds. Oh, okay, cool. Um, but yeah, the, the elevation up in Dubuque, that's, that's craziness, for Iowa anyway. Oh yeah, I mean the more northeast you, you, the more northeast you go, like the crazier the elevation and the bluffs get. It's for Iowa, it's pretty pretty unique. It's called the driftless area, and it basically means that when the glaciers came down, they just didn't bulldoze that part of the of America, oh, which would be northeast Iowa, um, Illinois, right there on the western part of Illinois, and then the western part of uh, Wisconsin. Because if you drive. Um, Highway 151 up through Iowa and up into Wisconsin. There is some beautiful scenery off of that. Is that where the Dells are at? Is off that highway? Yeah. Yeah, most yeah, likely. We, we did a family. That was the last family vacation I ever did was up there. Yeah, I've heard a lot of things about the Dells. We've taken the boys up to the – there's a zoo in Madison that's free. And so it's just donation only. And we've taken them there twice. Yeah, the Dells would be a really good family spot. Well, I don't know now. This has been, you know, I was probably 15 when we went. But it's, there's a lot to see that doesn't cost a lot, but then there's a lot of tourist trap stuff too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine. <laughs> Gotta get their money's worth. No shit, right? <laughs> but um, yeah, out at Indian Bluffs that day, we were out there, and right as we were getting ready to leave, a group of dudes from Iowa City came up and they set up on the route right next to us and they dropped their packs and immediately pulled out a six pack of beer and just started chucking beers to everybody in the group. And this was like before noon. And it's like, you guys are drinking beers before your warm up? Like, holy shit. That's that's a lot of confidence in yourself and your skills. I don't I don't know that I would do that. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't know. I've tried climbing out in my because I have a climbing gym that I built into my garage. Yeah, seeing your pictures, those are pretty impressive. It's yeah, it's pretty fun, man. And I've tried to climb out there drunk before, and like it's like I just lose all core strength. <laughs> it's like a spaghetti, spaghetti noodle. <laughs> definitely imagine, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, at this point, I'm just so out of shape. 
And I'm sure the strawberry does did not help. But <laughs> <laughs> I just need to find my motivation. <laughs> Spring's coming. You'll you'll definitely get out there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll bounce back. <laughs> or I'll just keep telling myself that. <laughs> There's always pinball, man. Yeah, there you go. That actually sounds a lot of fun. You don't have uh, to be in shape for that. Just get some nice shoes. Yeah, nice shoes. Get me some fingerless gloves. I'm gonna be fucking rocking that shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, see these gloves? They're fifty dollars. <laughs> there's a there's one guy that carries a lunchbox, and I didn't understand what was going on. It was like um, you know, one of the Velcro top lunchboxes. Yeah, and he had it with him the whole time he was playing. I'm like. Maybe he's diabetic. I don't know. He's older. He's really, really good. And then we took a break, and uh, everybody went you know, outside and hanging out. And so I went to talk to my friend, which was by this guy. And then I found out what's in the lunchbox. And it's weed and his pipes. And uh, he smokes the entire time he plays, <laughs> and that's how he's good. And then I'm like, holy shit, that's a really good idea. <laughs> but uh i've played with him so in that saturday tournament that was by my house he didn't have his lunchbox he was a dick so i see the difference so <laughs> it all makes sense oh that reminds me of it was it was one of the nicks that i went to jujitsu with yeah <laughs> uh, i would take him out and play disc golf and like I quickly came to the realization that I can only take him out and play disc golf if we have a bag of weed. Yeah. Because if I take him out without weed, he's going to get so mad so fast. <laughs> they go hand in hand for sure. No shit, right? Well, you flip the Frisbee over and you have a tray. Like, ah. I never thought of that. That's genius. <laughs> I know. Well, what's funny is that that dude's dad... Like, we were playing Frisbee out in his yard, and his dad's like, what, are you guys playing Frisbee now so you can have a weed tray with you in your car all the time? And we were both like, light bulb. <laughs> That's genius. I know. Uh, we inadvertently got so many bad ideas from his dad. <laughs> like, they were not his intention at all. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, yeah. It's like, dude, you should really should have rephrased those admonishments. <laughs> Thanks for the tip. Yeah, no shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well, we should we should jump right into this, and we should talk about the ridiculousness of people who have, believe in the flat Earth. I have a good segue. Do you want to start with that, or do you want to start with the other craziness? No, no, I want to hear your segue. Segue. So, um, <laughs> this is gonna get nuts. I'm ready for this. <laughs> um. I watched an Alex Jones video the other morning while I was eating breakfast, and he was with Ted Nugent out on the gun range. <laughs> that should be enough to tell you this is going to be crazy. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> they had shotguns, um, semi-automatic shotguns, to show you that shotguns kill people better than ARs do. <laughs> do you really want to tell people that? Because they did. And not only they that, did. they showed them what rounds to use. And then they showed them the difference of what it does to a paper target. So I don't know if you've ever bought a gun before. Oh, yeah. I've owned several. I mean, shotguns used to just be on shelves. You didn't have to fill out any paperwork because, you know, it's a bird gun. It's not the long gun. It's 
it just does shot. So he was shooting um, three and a half inch double lot buck, and he told you how many pellets it would be and how it would be so much better to kill people with this because it's shooting 30 pellets at once rather than one. Why would you do that? That that is a way... uh, Immediately that strikes me as the wrong way to go against this, but especially Ted Nugent, like he is so deep into the second amendment crowd and, and the gun people and stuff that of course he's going to go that way. Which, I mean, your argument is, okay, we have to save this gun. So why make something else, which is usually easier to get. I bought a gun. I bought a shotgun from somebody for a hundred bucks and it was just out of the trunk of his car. Like he came in to buy a gun. I was working at Walmart at the time selling guns. He wanted to buy this gun, but he had to sell this gun to buy that gun. Hey, I'll buy that gun from you. And that's how most shotgun sales went for a long time. So they're really easy to get. So why would you show the worst way to kill somebody? I mean, sure. You could argue like, you know, magazine capacity, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, you could fit nine shells into a bird gun. You shouldn't tell people this and then show them how much more effective it is. See, and I'm sure that they're coming from the weird ass logic of ARs are being attacked in the media right now. And we need to do everything we can to save the ARs. What's easier to get than your granddaddy's shotgun? Let's talk about how dangerous shotguns are and how they're such a much more effective killing weapon as a weird-ass way to say, look, there's a lot more shotguns out there that are more prevalent. They're easier to get. Why are you so focused on ARs? So that's like, you know, pointing out one evil for another, like, they don't do they not realize they're both going to be seen as evil now like like I don't know if you remember when like um the Oklahoma bombing happened or oh yeah you know, there was there's quite a few there was like the the Atlanta Olympic bombing the pipe bomb yep and they were like um they used a bomb to hurt this many people and they used household products and they this is what they did like this is on the news and you're showing this to the world, why would that be a good idea? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is how you make a pipe bomb. <laughs> and then they'll leave out, like, two chemicals. Like, okay, so let me just try the other eight chemicals in my house until I figure this out. And boom, literally boom. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And, man, right now the gun stuff is just... Um, I've always considered myself a person on the side of gun rights, and when you see some of these weapons and they're being used to gun down kids and it's not the first time and still right. nothing is being done, the side of being for arguing for ARs and stuff, it begins to feel untenable to the point yeah. where it's like I, I still agree with a lot of the arguments I've had in the past in that an AR and a semi-automatic hunting rifle are essentially the same thing. The AR looks much scarier. But the other thing about ARs is that your your semi-automatic hunting rifle, you're not going to get a 100-round magazine for. That's a really good point. Right? And they they sell them, and they're compatible with every other model. It's true. I mean, 
ARs were described back when I used to be into guns and man, dude, I was into guns and I wanted an AR bad, but I didn't I was, get one just cause it was so expensive. But people would be like, Oh, this is like the adults erector set. Like you could get a base AR and you can do so much shit with it. Like the golf ball shooter. Like you don't need that, but they have it. Like why, why would you need that? Yeah. Well, you can shoot a golf ball 200 yards. Why would I ever need to do that in my life? <laughs> I mean, at that point, if I wanted to shoot something that far all the time, I'd probably just join the military and get paid to do it. Right. But yeah, I was in the same boat. I wanted an AR for a long time, and I couldn't justify spending $900 on something that I have no use for. Yeah. I mean, sure, shooting you know, targets is fun, but you know, so is eating and... And well, other hobbies? Yeah. Well, with me, guns ultimately became a depressing hobby because it was so fucking expensive to just go and sling range down or sling yeah. lead down range. You know, it was just it was not affordable anymore. Right. And then I'd get these gun magazines and I'd see these new guns coming out and I'd be like, fuck, I really want that. And it's like, that's not affordable <laughs> at all. <laughs> And so, yeah, then I, I kind of transitioned into climbing, and I, I sold a lot of my guns and bought climbing gear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I'm the same way. I mean, that's it's crazy to think how easily obtainable any of these hobbies could be. I could go and buy a pinball machine from somebody I've never met before, and I could do the same thing with a gun. That you know probably shouldn't be that way, right? Yeah, welcome to America. <laughs> welcome to Indiana, man. It's worse here. <laughs> We're a, an open carry state, and that gets pretty weird. Oh, open, yeah, open carry is freaky. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. Um, and, like, you don't think about it being a problem ever. I'll give you a, a great example of when it's not a good time. So I live in an apartment complex, and um, my girlfriend was going to drive us somewhere, and she mistakenly hit our neighbor's car backing out. Not a big deal. You know, we were upset because we felt really bad. Uh, the girls, I don't know if it was her boyfriend or a friend from the apartment complex, they were really fucking mad, which they had all right to be. We fucked their car up a little bit. But he walked outside, and he was wearing sweatpants for one, which that's really weird. And he was carrying a pistol. Uh, I didn't really feel safe anymore, and I didn't think... Like he had it in his hand? No, he had it in a holster in the pocket of his sweatpants, which makes no fucking sense. Uh, yeah, wow. But like, you know, what if we started arguing? What if what if my girlfriend said, oh, it was, it was their fault, and then they said it was our fault, and then it just escalated? You know, your first option would be, you know, if you were a fighting type, maybe you're going to punch somebody. What if it went farther than that? And that's not cool. Like, right away, I was just like... Oh, so that's a thing now that's, you know, present. So it's just really weird. Um, open carry state's not my favorite. Yeah, dude. And I could argue it, both ways. I see, you know, why. I work with everybody in my office uh, is a retired cop, and I have several guns in my office because I don't work in a, a government building. And most of these guys are carrying, and I'm totally fine with that. And I respect that they're doing that. They're retired cops, and if shit ever went down, I'm sure they're going to do the right thing. But that probably shouldn't be an option for every single person. 
No, I'm a big believer in that. I mean, the simple analogy of they make you have a license and pass tests and stuff to drive a car. Yeah. I, I As a responsible gun owner and somebody who believe i mean i believe in gun rights and stuff like that i have absolutely no problem with that sort of stuff i have absolutely no problem with them doing more comprehensive background checks and ensuring that people are who are fucking nuts don't own guns i would even go so far as like come up with some sort of task and asking questions on people on what they think is reasonable with guns and based on that if they get to carry or not because when i was into it Dude, dude, when I was into the like going to the gun range every weekend, I met lots of really cool people who were safe with their guns, who were smart with their guns, who were, you know, nice, decent human beings. And I also met lots of fucking stupid ass white trash motherfuckers who showed up at the gun range with like a plastic Santa Claus or a toaster or something like that to throw on the ground and shoot. Right. And if and you then, finish like, your beer, that's another target. And then, like, they'd be, like, reloading their gun with no muzzle control at all. You'd look over and just see, like, a fucking three fifty seven Magnum pointed at you while they're fucking with it. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Is is Those people are the ones that need to really be clamped down on. Because I guarantee if you're that lax at the gun range around other people who are, sure, they're amateurs, but every, a lot of people I knew, they might have been amateurs, but they were very professional with the way that they handled their their guns and stuff right and if you get these people who are that you know just that casual with it what are they doing with that gun when they get home is it going into a gun safe or is it just <laughs> those are or, money man that's not happening <laughs> yeah or is it just going in their sock drawer or is it just is it is it some weirdo who carries it around in their fucking sweatpants all the time it's, it's you know? probably a coffee table thing you know something to talk about yeah so I don't know. The, as far as what's going on in America right now, doing nothing is doing no good and something needs to be done. And well, and that's coming from somebody that, yeah, I I believe in gun rights. I I have fucking argued till I was blue in the face with people who were like, you need to take them all away. And it's like, you're not a fucking realist. These right. people who are absolutely fucking crazy, these people who are sitting on 100,000 rounds of fucking like AR ammunition, you're not going to waltz up and take their guns. Like, well, those yeah, are the people who are going to fucking shoot back, and you're going to have, like, fucking Ruby Ridge or Waco or something like that all over are, again. Those are your info warriors, because uh, if they try to take our guns, it'll be 1776 all over again. That's a God, yeah, famous Alex Jones song parody. And it's a perfect way to bring that, it back. If you haven't watched that interview, that guy is going to literally start a war against people single-handedly based on stuff like that. Oh, dude, the crazy shit that he says on his show. Like, I remember when Alex Jones first came on my radar, it was because I heard Rogan talking about him on his podcast. Yeah. And so at first I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this guy's kind of funny. And then when I listened to it, I'm like, he's like an even crazier Rush Limbaugh. It's, it's, that's very true. <laughs> so like, for me anyway, is the best way to debate people or the, the best way to argue is, you know, to, to study what they're going to use against you. So one morning I started watching InfoWar. I like the page, and every time it goes live, you'll get a notification, and it'll start playing in the bottom corner of InfoWars is going live. So I'm like, okay, let's see what's going on. And uh, that's where it all started. I've, I've watched 
not every day, but every time something crazy happens, just to see how fucking crazy this guy is, you know, telling people this is what's happening and, and this is what's going to happen. And if you don't do this and if you don't buy my supplements, shit's going to go down. <laughs> he sells supplements also. So the thing about InfoWars, <laughs> um, it's the, the most independent news in America. So it's all self-sustaining, self-sufficient, um, all based on their revenue of ads and then the supplements, quotations, supplements that he sells. Um, and it's usually during like, it'll either be at the beginning of his episode or it'll be, you know, we'll be right back after this important message from me <laughs> for you to buy my stuff. <laughs> so in a sense, the fact that it's independent news that's a good thing because they shouldn't be biased to anything, but they are. Um, so he'll sell his stuff and then tell you, if you don't take these uh, pills, your water's going to kill you and turn your frogs gay and all these other <laughs> chemicals. <laughs> like they have a uh, right before I got on the phone with you, I, I watched. Um, some famous Alex Jones videos and there was one for super male vitality. And it's like, you know, what's, what's this different than my one a day? (laughs) Something's going on here. (laughs) Uh, And so they show a doctor take this pill and he turns into a caveman and he picks up this person and starts running around and yelling. And then they're like, Oh, this is just a parody, but these pills really do work and they really do make you feel like a man. Like, what? What are you selling people? <laughs> yeah, what's in that pill? And then they talk about like, um, you know, you have to take this because there's fluoride and, and chemicals in your water. And if you don't take this, you're not going to be balanced out. And then you're going to be part of the, the evil globalists. Like, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and this is every single day. And then like, so I'll get on there and, I'm a big troll on there because I find it hilarious. So after the Joe Rogan thing, uh, I don't know if you watched that whole episode, but he smoked weed. Yes, his, it was fucking great. His <laughs> I, listened, wife, I didn't watch it, but I listened to it. Uh, we got to watch part of it because it's fucking great. But he was going through a divorce at the time. So stupid him. He did that on the air and she used that against him in the divorce for custody of his children. Um, he came out and said, that the person that he is on InfoWars is a, a fictional character that he does for show. So that right there should tell you that all of this shit that he's saying is not real. <laughs> so I get on there and remind these people, hey, he told you this is not real and you're buying into it. And I've had private messages. I've had everything you know, memes and stuff sent to me about how I'm part of the enemy and I'm an evil shrill and like <laughs> everything you can think of. You've been called a shill. Oh, everything, man. I love it. <laughs> um, people have posted stuff on my, cause my page is open. So people have posted stuff on my wall or people have private messaged me and said this and that or posted it on the comments. And it's like, you know, you're buying into something from somebody that you don't know and you don't know the proof that he has. They're just telling you that 
you know, you're part of the resistance. What does that mean? <laughs> and then he tries to sell you a product and then you'll buy it because he told you to. Like, okay. I, I just don't. I don't get it. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> I was reading a Rolling Stones article about him, and they called him the most prolific conspiracy theorist in the country. 100%. It's like, wow. Uh, do you think we can take a break real quick? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Uh, right. We'll be right back. And we're back. All right. So where were we? Alex Jones. <laughs> Crazy Alex Jones. <laughs> so, um, so I don't know if you watched um, when they were talking about the alt left being crazy and how they were doing this and that. Was That was like a big thing maybe a month ago, two months ago. Okay. So I don't know if I've heard the – I've definitely heard the phrase alt right. I don't know if I've heard alt left yet. What are they describing as the alt left? So, it's the uh, Antifa is the group. Um, oh, you gotta get into this, man. These okay, are great I've heard videos. of Antifa. That's like the the violent liberals, quote Correct. unquote. There's apparently one billionaire guy who's trying to overthrow the government and paying all these people to do all this crazy shit. So when the Nazis were marching which whatever alt-right were marching these people were the ones that were showing up and um they're usually wearing all masks and there's usually like five of them that are conveniently right with the camera crew which makes no sense um alex jones went live and he was like oh blah 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 there's gonna be um it was the i don't remember when it was there was a day that they decided they were going to over overthrow the governments i don't know if you heard any of that <laughs> it must have so, went well. Oh, it went great. <laughs> they um they said two places in Indianapolis, so we were like one of the major cities that this was going to take place. And um he said that it was uh at 38th and whatever, which is the fairgrounds, which I live on 38th Street. For one, this is a fenced-in area, never going to happen. For two, we drove by there. Nobody was there, but it was on Infowars that Indianapolis had two huge rallies where the, the alt-left was going to overthrow the Indianapolis government from the fairgrounds. Uh, <laughs> well, I can tell you, that didn't happen. And the second meeting location was in a CVS parking lot. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't go to that one, but I'm going to bet... That since I work for the state government and nothing happened and I went to work the next day, that the government didn't get overthrown in Indianapolis. <laughs> but Alex Jones made all these people believe, you know, uh, if this happens here, you know, you're going to believe it because you weren't there to prove it. Well, nothing ever happened and they just named out two places that nothing ever happened, nobody showed up at. If that stuff happens, it's got to make you believe that... You know, most of his shit that he says can't be real, right? Yeah, makes you wonder. But they believe it, and they believe it all. So Alex was in Texas on the day that this happened, 
and he was walking in the streets. And I don't know if you've watched any of the funny parody videos. Um, no. <laughs> there's like, oh, there's so many. This Most of my day that I'm not working goes to this. There's a, <laughs> <laughs> there's a famous um, But I'm Not Bragging compilation video of Alex. And there's like a video of you know, all these people fighting and rioting. And there's like more than 100 people on the screen. And he says... Yeah, I destroy all those people in about twenty seconds. I'm not bragging or anything. <laughs> so he's this big tough guy, and he has like another one. Uh, you want to fight? I'll come fight you. While he's driving around in his Jaguar, <laughs> makes you wonder how that's funded. So this guy, conveniently, while Alex is on camera in Texas, runs up and throws water in Alex's face, and then Alex chases him for half a block, and this guy's. Um, I'm a bigger guy, so I will say that this guy is very out of shape. I mean, pretty much anybody could have beat this guy up. And he has a standoff with Alex Jones. Alex says that he's going to beat his face in or something. The guy some, says some smart remarks to him. And then he walks away. I don't really see that happening on <laughs> camera conveniently when Alex is walking by this guy. Whatever. Maybe it's staged. Maybe it's not. But I, I just I don't get how everybody believes for this to be real, and like this is where you're getting your news source is from somebody that says that he was dating college chicks when he was twelve, but he's not bragging. <laughs> and then like he says that he has footage of green-skinned people, the lizard people, which apparently is a real thing. <laughs> he believes in the reptilians. Oh, he has footage of it. So <laughs> Of course he does. He'll get on there and start talking, and then I jump in the comments and say, Hey, Alex, when we release in this video? And people get really pissed at me for some reason. I don't really understand why, but whatever. <laughs> they're the believers. Oh, they are the believers. And they're probably the flat earthers, too. Does Alex Jones ever talk about the flat earth? Um... He talks about uh, dark matter and interdimensional travel. And yes, I've heard him talk about the interdimensional stuff. Uh, he has proof of that, too, apparently. <laughs> but he's not bragging, and you're not going to see it. But he has it. Wasn't he saying that like Hillary Clinton was connected with interdimensional child molesters or something like that? Um, she sacrifices babies to Satan that way... Um, she can become more powerful. <laughs> yeah, because he believes that Satanists are taking over the world, right? That was the whole Pizzagate thing, and the globalists and the Satanists. Yes, yeah. Need to Pizzagate be down. was hilarious. I just it goes farther than that. Like he was talking about how for parties for Obama, they were ordering. Um, can you hear my cat moaning? By the way, because that's really annoying to me, and I'm sure it's annoying to you, but. No, I haven't noticed it at all. <laughs> it's really weird. I don't like it. Anyway, <laughs> talking about how Obama himself ordered uh, 500 hot dogs for this party. And then that means little boys. Like, where the fuck do you get that? Yeah, yeah. And like part of that was like with the Pizzagate with like the... Um, uh, Wiki- WikiLeaks released a bunch of Clinton emails, 
and they thought the words like uh, cheese pizza was like code for child yep. pornography. Oh, that stuff went deep. Yeah, I mean, some crazy fucker even showed up at that pizza shop with a gun. Yeah, there was a huge standoff, and then, you know, over what? Over this pizza place that was used to make orders for the globalists. Where 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 do you get this stuff? I watch, you know, 80s movies, forever B-movies, shitty movies, and I couldn't tell you a story like that if I wanted to. So where do they come up with this stuff? <laughs> Yeah, it's just stuff that they hear him say on his show, and like some of his listeners are dumb enough to fucking believe it. I just like not. I mean, more than just believe it, like they really take it seriously. They take it like it's a gospel. It's the same thing with the flat earthers. It's it's sweeping the nation. (laughs) The flat earth one. That's like I have a hard time believing that people really believe in it for the longest time i was like no these this has got to be mostly people who like type this stuff and like they're like pissing their pants laughing i would i I mean you've waded into it right oh yeah so (laughs) oh yeah as as i said i uh, i like to research what i'm arguing against so on facebook of course there's flat earth pages and uh there's the official flat earth page and then there's the biblical flat earth page because apparently the bible says the earth was built on pillars blah 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 and so that makes them think that there's literal pillars holding up the earth and that it's flat because the bible told them so well (laughs) don't know which version they read but i went to like a christian school for a bit read the Bible a little bit. I went to church with my parents forever, and I never heard that ever. Like, today's sermon was not how, don't go too close to the edge, children, you might fall off. <laughs> don't worry, NASA's there <laughs> to, to ensure people don't fall off. <laughs> yeah, that's the uh, the Transatlantic, or Trans-Antarctic Treaty, which says that you can't go down there because the machine gun turrets will take you out and all that stuff. <laughs> It's so fucking funny to me. I remember the very first um, IMAX movie I went to. Couldn't tell you what it's called, but that was when like IMAX was um, like a, a planetarium or a, a science thing. Like that's the first IMAX. Yeah. We're we're all for that. And the first one I went to was about the first um, Antarctic. Uh, exploration deal so they were talking about how this ship went down with men and dogs and they were trying to to get as far as they could and it got frozen in the ice like how would this stuff ever be real and brought to light if the earth was flat like people have been to antarctica we have people there all the time like yeah there's a really advanced like science station that's actually right at the south pole but that's the ice wall um (laughs) That's protecting the water from going off, and if that ever melts, we're all just going to die. Yeah, okay, so the best way to describe this real quick for listeners who are just like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Uh, like The leading flat earther theory holds that the Earth is a disk with the Arctic Circle in the center, and Antarctica is a 150-foot-tall wall of ice all around the rim that keeps all the oceans in. 
And, and the government's protecting it. Yeah, yeah. NASA employees guard the ice wall and prevent people from climbing over and falling off. And NASA is also able to control every single plane that there is. And from they every reroute nation. them from getting too close and seeing the ice wall. From every nation in the world <laughs> at the same time with guns. Yeah. And that's why you never hear from them again. <laughs> the thing that's craziest to me is they have no valid argument for well what does nasa gain by pulling off this incredibly elaborate hoax which must be very expensive well, what, you, what's the reasoning behind that you just said the key words right there that is the best argument that they have no answer to and that was the exact reason i got kicked out of the group <laughs> they kicked you out <laughs> i've been kicked out of the official flat earth page twice the second <laughs> time they banned me <laughs> so so that was my argument was okay say the earth <laughs> say the earth is flat um say that tomorrow on the news they said all right everybody the the gig's up you got us the earth's flat what would change about your daily life? Would you continue to go to work? Would everything change? Would anything change at all? Well, you're just wrong. <laughs> well, okay, but you didn't answer my question. So then they would send me memes of how my science is wrong. And then <laughs> the, the science that I learned in, in fifth grade science class was wrong. And like, you know, uh, you can... You can look forever and you don't see a curve. Well, you can look at a basketball close enough and not see a curve too. Like the biggest thing is is scale. Mm -hmm. um, there's a video I watched today, you know, researching my drunken rants for later on today. <laughs> and it's it's a guy and he's holding a lemon and he was talking about the floods in Texas. And he said that... Um, he holds up a lemon that's supposed to be the shape of the earth, and he dumps a cup of water on it and says, see how the water didn't stay on here? Um, that's the same way that the earth's round. It's not going to hold water. And then he holds up a plate, and he dumps the cup of water on the plate, and he says that that's why Texas is flooding, because the earth's flat. And then <laughs> that means that the water has to settle, and then that's how we get flooding. Like, are you fucking serious with what you just said? <laughs> Well, they don't believe in gravity either. That's fucking... That's, <laughs> are you kidding? Like, that lemon is not going to have gravity because it's affected by gravity. <laughs> so, like, all these little experiments are like, well, it's not going to... You can't dump water on a basketball. Yeah, because it doesn't have fucking gravity. So, <laughs> you can't... You could never make something to scale that's going to prove your stupid science... Over actual science. And you that's why science. actual science is real science. It just... I, I can't. Like, every day this is a thing. Like, I have one friend on Facebook. Um, so when I was an official, we took uh, a training class together. And for whatever reason, he hasn't blocked me yet. Uh, so I get to see all of his arguments. He's a huge flat earther. He moved to Colorado, and his weekends are spent uh, going to mountains with his big expensive camera and taking pictures to show you that there's no curve. 
well, he can't see my house from Colorado. So that's got to be some reason, right? Like maybe his <laughs> camera is not strong enough to see that. We, need, we have people right now that are flying on planes and their only carry-on thing is a level. Yeah, I've seen videos of that. Like that's going to fucking prove something. <sighs> and then there's the whole conspiracy that um, planes don't really fly in the route that they say they do. They just circle around and then land where you're supposed to go. <laughs> Why? Why would they even do that? <laughs> yeah, like what? what is in it for these companies that they would expend more in what is potentially their most expensive commodity they use on a daily basis in their jet fuel? The goddamn globalists, man. Yeah. That's, that's well, the reason. Well, they want to burn more jet fuel because there's radioactive isotopes in there that are changing <laughs> the weather and controlling people's minds. <laughs> Oh, chemtrails. chemtrails. That's a a whole other podcast right there. (laughs) So this this guy that I'm friends with, and I have one mutual friend with with this guy, uh, if if I see it first or he sees it first, he sends it to me. This guy goes outside and he's like, oh, we had a blue sky from from 8 a.m. to 11. Then these goddamn chemtrails came and ruined it. Thanks a lot, globalists. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it couldn't just be an overcast day. Like, those are real things, especially in Colorado when you're that high. Yeah. But that's an argument that he makes all the time. I have blue skies all the time. I can see it outside my office. I have an office floor. I'm on the 16th floor, and I cannot see Ohio. Doesn't really seem flat to me, dude. But <laughs> well, yeah, it, it it gets nice and warm down here on the ground when the sun's shining because there's all sorts of things around us to reflect that that radiant heat from the sun off the ground, and so it stays nice and warm down here. Well, the higher you go in the atmosphere, there's nothing to hold that warmth, so it gets really fucking cold up there. There's and there's the, no atmosphere, this, by the way. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a glass. Um, <laughs> it's glass. <laughs> it's a glass uh, globe or. Or whatever you want to call it, um, and like they have, uh, it's just—it's so stupid. When we first started testing missiles, we shot them into the sky, and apparently that was to see if we could blow the glass roof off the Earth. <laughs> so you mean to tell me that the smartest people that we have thought it would be awesome to kill us all by testing missiles by trying to blow it up? And they have, like, the missions down and all the logs and everything that was written about it to say that this is a real thing. But then they say that every other planet is round. I don't... How is that a thing? Yeah, yeah. How is every other planet round but we're the disc? Well, because that's the way God made us. (laughs) (laughs) And then every other planet, including the sun and the moon, revolve around the Earth. Yeah. Which is why right now at, what time is it here, 11 o'clock, I can see the sun from my house in Indiana. <laughs> well, I don't really see that happening. So does that mean <laughs> that either the sun's not bright on all the sides, or how does that work? Because on a flat model, I mean, you'd still be able to see it, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you think so, right? Every argument that they have, it's... It's just crazy. Like it's like asking you to recall your favorite cartoon when you were four years old and tell me everything that happened. So <laughs> the science that they're saying 
well, you're not going to really remember all the science from your elementary grades. Well, they're going to make something that sounds kind of believable and plausible, and then they're going to make a meme to back it up because everything that's on the internet is real, and now that's the new science. Like, just because it's new, (laughs) just because you came up with this and made it sound like, well, I guess that kind of sounds right, that doesn't make it right. Like, just because you can't remember science, like, doesn't mean that it's not still science. (laughs) These people drive me nuts, man. I love that there is a flat earth society and they've actually said out loud to the press, our ranks have grown by 200 people a year since 2009. I watched a video of a guy, and this is the only one where I really wanted it to be a troll, really wanted him to be like, nah, I'm just fucking with you guys. And it was talking about how the earth can't be round because a plane that would fly from, uh, he used, um, North America, to South America, the plane would fly straight down. And then he took a globe and a plane and he showed it going down. And he's like, well, I've never been on a plane where the plane just flies straight down. Well, yeah, that's right. Because it doesn't, <laughs> But That's that the was way gravity works. And he showed it, and it was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, he was supposed to be some professor. He's like some guy in his 40s, and he's talking about how there's no possible way that the Earth would be real because you'd have to constantly be flying the plane down. Well, based on a globe? Yeah, maybe. But if you put it into scale and perspective, that's never going to be the case. And then people don't understand that. And they're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. This guy knows what he's talking about. (laughs) Come on. And these are the people that are voting. And that's the problem that we're in right now. It all comes full circle. (laughs) These are the people who are voting. That is the scary part, really, that, that people can have such fucking shaky facts like that. And they'll say stuff that is like, just insanely stupid. I mean, borderline crazy stupid. And and it's like, these are the people that they're like, yeah, I understand science better than Einstein. He was wrong. Yeah. Really? Well, when's the last time they picked up a science book? Or when's the last time that they looked at real science? They're looking at new science, something that sounds pretty good. <laughs> well, those are shills working for the government. They're trying to that lead fucking- us all astray for reasons unknown. <laughs> That fucking Hoxby is ruining lives out here. <laughs> oh, it's just fucking... It's so, it's so crazy to me. And there's so many good arguments that sound like good arguments because they made memes about it. It's just... I can't take it. <laughs> oh, what, So what is your favorite of the crazy conspiracy theories well the moon argument the moon landing that's where they get a lot of weight by saying that the moon landing wasn't real it might not I don't know that doesn't mean the earth's flat like 
I don't know. Have you heard any of that stuff? Do you listen to JRE at all? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've I've heard a lot of the arguments that the moon landing was faked. I I believe that it really happened. These people will definitely make me think twice, and, and I'm a normal person, but like, like the biggest thing with me is you wouldn't need a nuclear bomb to destroy the U.S. if you had a truth bomb. Like, if North Korea knew that the Earth was flat, why wouldn't they just say, hey, everybody, guess what? Your government's lying to you. The Earth's actually flat. Here's some pictures. And then that would cause mass chaos. It'd be a whole big deal. Like, why wouldn't they just do that? Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't get how every country is all good on this one lie that the Earth is flat, but we're still going to war. Like, does that make any sense? Yeah, makes no sense at all. I just, I don't see the benefit of the lie. I don't. That's what I, I always come back to is like, what would be the reasoning for, for perpetuating this lie? Because there's no reason for it. And, and what would change if it was true? Like, if the earth's flat, I got to go to work tomorrow or I'm fired. Like, okay, you got me. I just, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> we live in a f- fucked up world right now, that's for sure. Well, the, the fact that they'll admit that, yeah, the other planets are round. It's like, okay, that tends to be the nature of space. That once an object reaches a, submi- a, sub- a significant amount of mass, it will compress into a sphere. And that works for every other heavenly body that's massive except for the fucking Earth? Yeah, that's absolutely correct. (laughs) It's fucking wacky, dude. And then, so there's this one guy. um, I don't feel bad about using his name because the guy is an asshole. Uh, (laughs) His name is Nathan Thompson. And he's on Facebook. You can find him. He's really funny. Just, Just looking at his stupidness. Uh, he's the founder of the official flat earth page. And I got into a one-on-one argument with him. And then that's the reason I got banned. It was a whole thing. So you might not know him by his name, but this guy went to Starbucks and there was a NASA employee there getting coffee. And the only reason that you know he's a NASA employee is because he's wearing a coat that said NASA and blah, blah, blah. And the guy was like, hey, do you work for NASA? And he was like, yeah, I work for NASA. And in Starbucks, he called him out and said – he brought up a thing saying that is it true that the astronauts were drowning? And the guy told him, yeah, they were drowning on their own saliva. I don't it's it's ridiculous. So he called this guy out in Starbucks in a public place and told him that NASA's a big fucking fake and that the earth is flat. And then <laughs> the video went viral. He thinks because it's popular that it's true. And not that he's just an asshole. <laughs> so the whole reason that it went viral is because he was a dick to this guy in Starbucks getting coffee and and then it blew up, and that's where he got all of his notoriety from. So this Nathan guy, he kept pushing. like He had he went across the United States 
and stayed with other flat earthers and they had flat earth parties and they all talked about blah, blah, blah. And then he turned around like a couple months later and started selling some, I don't know, life insurance or life lock insurance. And so he used his platform to build his own agenda to make money off people. So if somebody <laughs> like that is using their notoriety from flat earth to make money, I should probably tell you that like this guy might be an asshole, but he might be really smart and getting really stupid people to give him money. Yeah. It's like Alex Jones selling supplements. Bingo. And I think that's what it all comes down to is it's not to, you know, keep people woke. It's, it's to build your own agenda to become a popular person, you know, speaking the truth just to get a platform to use it for your own personal gain. That makes sense to me. Oh, yeah. The guy really is a dick. So you should check him out. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, What's his name again? Um, it's uh, Nathan. Wait. I'm like six beers in now. I probably couldn't remember <laughs> his again. His name's Nathan, though? Yeah, it's... um. <laughs> uh, that's good enough. Hey, he's Nathan, got, you're he's a wearing, cunt. He's, <laughs> he's wearing these, um, like the the old round sunglasses from the the eighties or the seventies, and then he put a flat Earth logo on it, and then he started selling T-shirts, and then then they had all these parties, and like their their symbol is putting your hand flat, and that's like. Oh my god! You know the, the Zoltan from "Dude, Where's My <laughs> Dude, Car?" Where's my car, Zoltan. <laughs> oh, it's, it drives me nuts that that these people are just walking around, you know, giving other people into their cult-like beliefs, and then like, hey, maybe you should give me some money for this shirt that I made. Like, that's a really good idea, but wow, wow. <laughs> Lots of fucking stupid people in the world, dude. It's Nathan Thompson. I remembered it. <laughs> Came back. I'm good now. <laughs> and then, since people found out that he was using that to make his own, you know, profits, they've kicked him out of the group or whatever. It's just like, you know, if you can see that, if you can see that one of your, you know, your leaders of truth is doing this to you. Why believe anything that anybody says? <laughs> I mean, people stop thinking for themselves. And I think that's why we're in this mess with the election. That's why we're in a mess with gun control. That's why we're in a mess with everything. You know, why form your own opinion when people are going to get on a public platform and tell you, well, this person's lying to you, but I'm not going to. I promise. And that's, yeah. that's where we're at now. And that's why people are eating Tide Pods. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you'll be cool if you film this stupid video. I hope that started with a troll because I'm sure that person's laughing so hard right now at all this stupidness. <laughs> and yeah, it's just it's... one thing after another of people not thinking for themselves. Yeah, it's monkey see, monkey do. Exactly. Ugh. Just like your top ten lists. Yeah. <laughs> That really did fill me with disgust. 
<laughs> We're living it every day, man. <laughs> Top 10 chemicals to eat from your kitchen. <laughs> I like gummy candy, and I've never once wanted to eat a Tide Pod. I mean, it looks pretty fucking cool. I like looking at it. They're fun to play with when I'm sitting there at the laundromat, but I'm not going to eat it. Yeah, it's too fucking weird, man. The world's fucking crazy. The world's crazy, and it's got way too many stupid people in it. I definitely so, agree. It's a really good argument for why nobody knows how the pyramids were built. Oh, that's a whole other thing, man. Because there weren't very many smart people, and there were a lot of dumb people, and they just happened to be the ones that fucking lived on. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking wild, man. It's idiocracy in real life. Yeah. It's a real, yeah. It's a real thing. It does fucking feel like that at times, and that's scary. Is this your worst episode ever? No, this has been fun. It's, it's been a pretty good time. <laughs> I don't ever drink at home because I don't like to drink by myself, and I don't count my cat says people, even though I do talk to them every now and then. <laughs> So sitting at home and getting drunk, that's that's a whole new thing for me for a while. And I blame it on the Strawberry Rita, and it's all your fault. Dude, they're fucking strong, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anybody that gives you shit, that's... Not only is it 8%, but it's twice the size of a regular can. And Did you get one of the big 24-ounce cans? I bought two, actually. Oh, no. <laughs> and then if I drink after... two of them, I'm in trouble. After the sweetness of the first one, I'm like, yeah, I better call that good and just went to beer. But Yeah. Are you just, were you just drinking it straight out of the can? I was. Uh, yeah. You got, see, with me, I mix, I dump it in a big fucking cup full of ice. And so it waters it down, takes some of that sweetness out of it. <sighs> that would have been a really good idea. <laughs> see, I now, might try that next time you'll be a stra- <laughs> Yeah, next time you'll be a strawberry to pro. <laughs> <laughs> No, this has been a fucking blast, dude. I've had a great time talking to you. Um, what stupidness on the internet pisses you off? Uh, it, I, I mean, we pretty much covered it. Like, the, the flat earth stuff, like, fucking blows my mind. There's nothing that uh, I, like, obsessively follow or anything like that, but it's just um, that when I, like, just the general denial of science, I guess, would be the thing that really pisses me off. And so that encompasses like you know the the climate change deniers the flat earthers um chemtrail people like a a lot of the conspiracy shit falls into that because to me it's like the people who say that sort of stuff fundamentally misunderstand what science is and what the science community does in that if you are a scientist and you you know record all this observable data you've had experiments to back up your hypothesis and maybe cement your theory and you get to the point where you publish a paper in science community there's all sorts of people in that same field who can't wait to try and disprove your theory i definitely agree and so the theories that end up standing the test of time like a lot of einstein's theories there's been a lot of scientists throughout the years that have tried to come up with experiments that disprove it. And when their experiments do not disprove it, it just go it it further strengthens that scientist or you know that scientific theory. Right. And that 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 means that people who just casually toss these things aside, they have a a 
a, a great misunderstanding of what science is. It's like, no, this is stuff that a lot of these facts have stood the test of time. There's been lots of experiments that tried to prove it wrong and it sailed right past them. And fucking gravity is one of those. And so people who like do something as simple as well, I don't believe in gravity. It's like, well, you, you would rather believe that we're on a disc that is in a constant state of elevation at the same upward acceleration that gravity happens to be pulling us down. It, it's in it, just the amount of stuff that they willfully will just set aside to believe this fucking insanity that they cling to. It, it, it freaks me out. And then, like you had said earlier, well, these people are also voting. That then that makes it even scarier. And and that's not just it. Like, you know, I think of myself as I won't say that I'm you know the smartest person ever, but I try to think that I'm you know better than most Hoosiers. I'll, I'll say that much. <laughs> um, I mean, just going outside and seeing you know water or a river and seeing like, okay, this is flowing one way. And then if I drive south, it's still going that way. You know, that has to tell you something. You know, if there's no gravity, why, why is this river moving on something that's flat? And that's something that they can't duplicate. That's not something you can put on a basketball or a, a lemon. And, and then these people just start saying, like, you know, satellites aren't real. And then, you know, it, for a second, it makes you wonder... You know, maybe they're onto something because you see like cell towers and stuff. So they'll use that as an argument and be like, oh, that's why they have these. And then you're like, hmm. And you start doubting the actual truth. And that's the whole thing is when people stop believing what they already knew to be true to be the new science. Well, it's not even science, the new bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's total fucking bullshit. Because and then everybody buys into it, and then they sell it to the next person, and then you know that person's going to buy an Infowars T-shirt, and then we have to put up with more Infowars. <laughs> yeah, real science based off observation. You know, it's the collection of data. It's the oldest science, right there. <sighs> observation. Oh, it drives me fucking mad. It's like just go down to the list of the scientific method, and you're going to see that. Fucking a lot of these theories do not stand up to it. And so right there, it's like, yeah, it's fucking bullshit. To, to me, it's it's comedic, but it becomes sad when I see people that actually believe it. And like, they don't, they only take their argument so far. If you're going to really dive into something, like, look at something from, you know, the far east that is now here, like spices or... Um, you know, even wildlife or horses or something, you know, that wasn't in one area and now it's in another and they find out it originated here. Well, if it got there and it didn't travel anywhere else other than, you know, by a boat or something, why would it be flat? Like, wouldn't there be a trail of this? Like none of that stuff even gets talked about. <laughs> like, you know, take your science to the, the next level, the farther level. You know, and that's what's the oldest science is, you know, like um, Columbus going to the Far East to get spices and stuff. Well, that wasn't stuff that they had there or anywhere around, you know, in England. So, you know, it didn't just, you know, cross the country by itself. It went from there to there by a boat. 
if it was flat, wouldn't it just be across? Yeah. It fucking drives me nuts, man. <laughs> like, the more I think about it, I just get pissed off. And these are the people that vote, and I hate everybody, and... <laughs> Have you watched um, Falling Down with um, Michael Douglas? Oh, yeah. That used to be one of my movies that I watched over and over when I was younger. (laughs) The older I get, the more I relate to that character. And the more people don't use their turning signals, I just want to go that much farther. (laughs) (laughs) These stupid people are ruining my life. And I just want a hamburger that looks like it does on the commercial. (laughs) The whammy burger. (laughs) (laughs) that was some pretty good rants that you let me get out there i've needed that in my life good (laughs) i'm glad you feel better dude (laughs) is is there any positive things that we should talk about before we we jump off here uh no this was great (laughs) this was all positive this should have been educational if there's people listening to this that are like stewing and they're mad please email me so i can email you back and tell you what a fucking idiot you are (laughs) Uh, i'm sure that that gun control talk we had there that's gonna get at least one email if we don't get one on that i would be disappointed (laughs) you know what's funny is that this is what is this this is episode 46 or 47 of Startcast. And in all that time, and in every episode I've given my email address for the show, I've gotten one email. That's it? That's it. Joe Vitale wrote me an email a long time ago, and then that was it. <laughs> I never get fucking emails. Well, hell, I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna email you on Monday and be like, why the fuck couldn't you remember the name of the Nathan guy? Like, come on. <laughs> he just said it. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. <laughs> Uh, no, dude, this was this was fucking rad. This was rad. I'm glad we were able to get together and talk because, I mean, you know, I've I've been on uh, part of the Leftover Army page now on Facebook now for, God, what feels like a really fucking long time. And I know you've been on it ever since. And so I've talked with I, you a lot on there. I actually, and it, I actually quit the page. Oh, you haven't been on it for a while? Maybe it's no, just because like, I see your other stuff on Facebook. I was on there from the beginning. And then, like, I don't know, I was just getting, I was in a pissy state of mind, and then there was a lot of arguments going on there, which I really wish that page never went to arguing, and it it did, and I had a bad day one day, and I saw something that pissed me off, and I was like, you know, I'm done. And then I left, and it it sucks, because I miss, like, having a place that I could be like, oh, fucking Tom Cruise is going to be Green Lantern and I can't share that with anybody. <laughs> so, like, I do miss... I should probably jump back on there, I guess. I don't know. You should. I you still should. talk to everybody on there and I've got friends um, through the Leftover Army that I talk to every day. Yeah. And, no, I, mean, but a, I, I totally respect your decision for doing that, dude, because I know there are some people that... That'll be on for a while, and then and then they'll drop off and stuff, and and I can I can understand people's reasoning for doing it as well. Um, I didn't want to bring my bad attitude there too, which was a, probably the biggest part of it. Yeah, yeah, and and that makes sense too. I know, I know for me, like I'll I'll go through cycles of it where like I'll I'll comment on lots of posts and stuff like that for a while, and then other times I'll I'll just be kind of quiet and I'll just go through and just 
like react to different things or if I see something funny, you know, like, you know, give it the, the ha-ha reaction or whatever. I miss the and, flower. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I miss the flower. <laughs> it, was, it was the thankful flower, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, are you going to C2E2? Yes. I'm going to be there for Saturday, dude. Uh, I, I originally had an event that just backed out today. So uh, I've held off buying my ticket and I'm going to buy it um, whenever I get a chance. But I'll definitely be there now. Nice, dude. I can't wait to have a beer with you. Maybe a couple. Maybe a couple strawberry Ritas on ice. Who knows what will happen? <laughs> dude, I have a low tolerance. If I don't, if I don't fucking go slow. It'll be, hey, where did Stark go? It's like, well, he fucking took an Uber back to his hotel and he went to sleep at 10 o'clock because he's really cool. (laughs) (laughs) Well, just take your backpack and fill it with with sandwiches and Cheez-Its and stuff. And and then... uh, (laughs) Sandwiches and (laughs) Cheez-Its. Then we'll be able to keep a, a nice steady pace and and talk as much shit as we want in person. Oh, it's going to be rad, dude. I can't wait. <laughs> um, there was something I was going to ask you about. Uh, so you said you were a DC fan? Is is that your um, is that your your home team, I guess, the best way to put it? Uh, as far as picking between Marvel or DC, yeah. But if I had to pick a favorite comic publisher, it would be Image Comics. Yeah, Image. Yeah, I heard that today. Um your podcast with with Basil, I'm really happy that, that you had him on. I talk to him you know, quite often, especially like recently. Um, he's been wanting to do a podcast forever, but he was too bashful to ask. Yeah. So I'm happy that somebody got him on there because not only was he energetic and awesome to listen to, but like he's Isn't a smart great? dude that has a lot to say. Yeah. Yeah, and, I love uh, Basil. That was such a fun podcast. Yeah, that was that was probably my favorite other than the Kirby episode just because I I feel his anger. <laughs> uh, but if you ever do a podcast with Rebecca and Basil and you need somebody to to get drunk and talk about stupid shit, you should totally put me on there. But Hell yeah, dude. That'll be a lot of fun. We'll do a group one sometime. I don't know what we would <laughs> rant about, but the next challenge is, you know, on the way and we'll find something. <laughs> that sounds great, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Oh, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for being <laughs> Thank on. You. Thank you for the public forum and letting me, <laughs> you know, speak angrily publicly rather than to my cats. I'm sure they're very <laughs> thankful. <laughs> Your cats thought you were talking to them the whole time anyway, probably. <laughs> That's why this cat's still up on me. Every time I say anything, I get a little nod or a little rub on me. Like, give me some space, cat. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I got to get her fixed as soon as possible. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, dude. Well, uh, any other thoughts or anything? Um, don't eat Tide Pods. Don't fall off the edge of the earth. And uh, don't drink tap water because it'll turn you into a gay frog. <laughs> that's very well said <laughs> that's probably the most of it right there <laughs> awesome well thank you all very much for listening until next time this has been Starkcast. 
If you have any questions or comments on what you just heard, you can email me at startcastpod at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at the Tubby Ninja, or you can check out my Facebook page at facebook.com slash startcastpod. Thank you very much for listening. Hey, I'd like to take a moment to ask you all a big favor. If you enjoy listening to StartCast, please log on to iTunes and leave me a review. It uh, really helps with visibility for the show, and um, I would super appreciate it. If you're not a fan and you want to be honest and tell me how much my show sucks, go ahead and leave me a ruin of those too.